0: Hi, Hello, how are you? My name is Elizabeth Dale and I'm a Cornish writer with a little bit of an obsession about writing about Cornish history. I just can't help myself. And then what I love to do So thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. You can find lots more of my writings on my blog, The Cornish Bird, if you'd like to pop over to that and have a look, I would really love it. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, something a little bit different, maybe. So back in 2018, when I was really just starting out as a professional writer, I was really delighted to be asked to write a piece for the National Maritime Museum Cornwall's in-house magazine which is called Fathom. Now it was the museum's 15th anniversary and the museum asked for local writers to choose one object out of their collection and tell its story, really dig into the object's past and bring it to life for the visitors. So choosing my object. I am an enthusiastic visitor of museums as you can probably imagine and so uh, there's always so much to choose from. But me being me, I really wanted to find something obscure, something forgotten, something that no one else was really going to choose. This wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. And I actually ended up going back to the museum three times. And after pressing my face against the glass an awful lot and peering at all these different objects, I eventually found what it was that I was looking for. The description label just read, Napoleonic Prisoner of War Pass, which immediately created more questions than it answered. What was it exactly? Who had owned it? And how did it end up in Falmouth? So let's begin by describing the Napoleonic Prisoner of War Pass. The pass is a flat, sized rectangular piece of folded leather that opens up a bit like a book. It's dark blue or black and on one side it is embossed with gold writing and has this elaborate decorative border of scrolls and leaves. The leather looks beautifully soft and worn and the writing on the outside reads Mr. J. Parsons aspirant number 922. So the next step really was to find out who this J Parsons was and how exactly he had ended up with a prisoner of war pass. And what I discovered was this innocent little piece of leather and its owner had been on quite a journey and the man that owned it was called John Parsons and John Parsons had led one of those amazing lives that is just full of accident and adventure that makes you question what exactly you have been doing with your time. John had been born in Portsmouth in 1791 and he joined the Navy when he was 11 years old and when he was just 14 he fought in the Battle of Trafalgar and saw his uncle cut in two by a cannonball. John wasn't put off, he stayed in the Navy and he was obviously really well thought of by the other members of the crew because his nicknames were Steadfast John and Honest Jack and he rose through the ranks but by the age of 18 he became a prisoner of war and even that isn't a straightforward story. It wasn't that John was part of a crew that was captured by the French. He actually volunteered to go ashore on the coast of France and distribute seditious papers about Napoleon, which led to his capture. This was in 1809, and at first things didn't go particularly well for John. He was forced to march overland for about 200 miles to the small town of Verdun. Now from here on, however, things improved quite a lot because Verdun had a bit of a reputation amongst the Napoleonic prisoners of war. Reports describe a great deal of freedom for the men at the time. Napoleon doesn't seem to have believed in treating the prisoners badly. They were provided with wine and women and there was lots of gambling and as long as they stayed within the walls of the the town of Verdun they were allowed to move around freely as long as they kept their pass with them and this is where we come back to our beautiful little object that's in Falmouth's museum. So our prisoner of war pass was issued to each man when they arrived at Verdun and the number on the front is their prisoner number and inside was a description of the man and from the one that's in the Maritime Museum we know that our Mr John Parsons had blonde hair, blue eyes and an oval face. Now many of the men at Verdun were pretty happy with their situation after all they had all they needed to to eat and to drink and there were plenty of women to keep them entertained and probably most of all they didn't have to fight anymore but John Parsons obviously wasn't one of those men he wasn't happy to be a prisoner any longer than he had to So on Christmas Day in 1813, he decided to escape. Now somehow, and don't ask me how, John managed to conceal himself in a cartload of crockery and escape from Verdun. And the one item that he decided to take with him was his little leather pass but the escape from Verdun was not the end of the story. After all, John was an awfully long way from the coast and over the next few uh, months, he actually traveled around 240 miles, mostly on foot across France and Belgium, finally making it to the Netherlands, where in the spring of 1814, he managed to get passage on a ship that was bound for England. As far as I can gather there was no great fanfare when John arrived and he was promptly put back into service for the navy. It seems a bit of an anticlimax really after everything that he had gone through to get back to England but As it was, he went on to serve on numerous other ships for the Royal Navy, and then as a captain of the famous packet ships that sailed out of Falmouth, and through every adventure that he had for the rest of his life, he carried the Little Leather Pass. In 1854, after 52 years at sea, John eventually retired to Falmouth, and when wife Anne, which is where he spent the rest of his days. And it wasn't until about a hundred years later that the Napoleonic Pass was discovered by his nephew and donated to the museum. So when I look at that object behind the glass, uh, it's fascinating to me for a number of reasons. I always question why John decided to keep it, why of everything that he could have taken with him uh, he decided to take his pass and why he continued to carry it for the 240 odd miles overland, and why he kept it with him for the rest of his life. What it symbolised to him, why he felt it was so important. Was it just because it was a form of identification for him or did it symbolise something a lot more than that? I guess it was a memento of a time and a place and heaven knows we all have those objects that we keep with us for whatever reason they are special because they remind us of, of something important and this is why the small things in museums are so important because they can really bring a story to life and because they have a life all of their own so i I really hope that you have enjoyed my story of the Napoleonic War Pass and Mr John Parsons. I've enjoyed telling it to you and if you have enjoyed this podcast please have a look at the other episodes that I've produced. You might enjoy those too and I would really love it if you gave me a like or a share or tell me about an object that's important to you. I'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much for joining me as always and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye bye for now.